Hello, this is Gene Mitchell with Leading Age, and we'd like to welcome you to another workforce chat from the Leading Age Center for Workforce Solutions. Each of these short podcasts features a speaker whose program may help you address some of your workforce challenges. Today, we're speaking to Deb Lambert, who is CEO of Byron Health Center in Fort Wayne, Indiana, about a proactive culture and the way it can positively impact your community. Good morning, Deb. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you. And thank you for the opportunity to share today. I appreciate it. Um, let's start off by having you explain your definition of culture and why you think culture is so important for an aging services community. Okay. Um, really, in general, for us, culture defines our social behaviors and the norms that we expect for both our team members and our residents here at Byron. Um, specifically, what's important to us is our language, and so we are very mindful and intentional about the language that we use, and we really use um, language to build the foundation of our culture. Um, so the importance of culture, in, um, in my opinion, not just in our industry, but, but any business, is that every business has a culture, whether the culture is intentional or whether it's just kind of passively developed in the background um, and kind of understood by everyone, every company does have a culture. So we just choose to have um, an intentional culture. And with specifically our industry being so heavily regulated, there's no way with 150 staff members, I'm gonna be able to teach each and every team member every regulation that we have. But if we build a culture of excellence, then hold everybody accountable to that culture, I don't have to teach them the regulations. And not only then are we meeting the state and federal guidelines, we're actually exceeding state and federal guidelines. So for our community, that's why our culture is important. Okay. What made you want to make the changes in your organization? Was there a tipping point that caused you to do things differently? Um, yeah, and I, I, this may sound negative and I don't really mean for it to, but when I started here at Byron, um, I'm the kind of person I like to go out, I do rounds, I like to engage with staff, I like to engage with residents. And what I noticed when I first started here was that the culture was not a positive culture. It was a very negative culture. Um, it was a punitive culture. It tended to pit one department against another department. Um, I noticed that our staff seemed to like to find a way to the answer no when it came to our residents. And that's not really um, who I am as a human being. Uh, people were throwing each other under the bus to save themselves because of the punitive climate that they had. And honestly, it just was not a fun place to work. Um, I kind of go on the personal philosophy that I like to uh, work in an environment and a community that we have fun. Um, but also what's important to me for a community like ours is that this is actually the home of our residents. And I would not want to live in a negative environment as a human being. I wouldn't tolerate it at my house. And so I really don't want to tolerate it here. Um, and so I, I simply started by asking staff, is this the environment you want to work in? And basically 95% of the team said no. Um, we really don't enjoy it. And so right there was our tipping point. Um, to want to do things differently. Okay. How would you describe the approach to culture change that you took there? What were the main elements of your program? Well, once I found out that the vast majority of the team members loved our residents and that's why they kept coming to work despite the, the climate that we had here, um, I knew that we had support to make this change and so then I went to the board. 
um, and asked our board if they would allow me to um, introduce a different culture, um, a former, a more formal culture. And so once I got the board approval to do that, um, we began by getting representatives from all departments. And I don't mean department heads, I mean frontline staff. I had people from laundry, housekeeping, maintenance. So I had two to three team members from every different department. And we began by just, we had meetings. It took months for us. And so, like I said, words are important here. And so we literally just, you know, what when you come to work, how do you want to feel? I want to feel respected. I want you know, dignity. I want people, you know, to be, um, to have integrity. And so we were just throwing out all sorts of words. Um, and so, uh, once we had different words, we found that they kind of went in clusters. And so we started grouping them down. And so we pared it down from a couple hundred different words to, um, the six that we have today. Can you give us some examples of those words? Yeah, our core values are commitment, communication, compassion, respect, passion, and integrity. Okay. How do you know that your culture is positive today and contributes to the well-being of uh, all the staff and residents? Or in other words, how do you measure success? Well, um, so you can measure it from a, a human perspective, and then you can measure it from a regulatory perspective. From a human perspective, um, our residents' lives are just better. Uh, they're happier people. Um, our team members' lives are better. They're happier people. We have fun. Today is our first of the summer picnic, so we're all in our um, picnic garb, and we're out there cooking hamburgers and hot dogs, and so it's a very exciting time. Um, and, and we have, our culture has allowed us to have success with residents that honestly have been given a 30-day notice from three, four other communities. Um, we serve a very unique population here at Byron, and so we have a lot of interaction with law enforcement and the mental health community. And when you have law enforcement and the mental health community saying to you, this is the best I've ever seen this person behave, then you know you're doing something correct. And when you have team members who, um, I just was talking to a team member this morning who when I started here, she literally was our housekeeper. She's now six months away from getting her master's degree and she's one of our, our department leaders. Um, when you see personal growth like that, you know that, that something good is happening. Um, and from a regulatory perspective, um, I took this community over as an interim and um, we were the second worst community in our county out of 35, 38 communities. Um, our, our star rating was a two star. Our report card score was 280 something. It was just terrible. Um, and in less than two years or two years, um, we've been five star now for the last three years. And um, our report card score is 50, 52, something like that. And we're in the top 90th percentile in the state so um you know from a regulatory perspective I, I something's working um because we don't we don't teach uh regulations we strictly work on culture okay uh in the process of doing this what were some of the most daunting challenges you faced well um so if 95 percent of the people were on board with change that meant i have five percent that were not <laughs> And, um, you know, 
right, wrong, or indifferent. They uh, wanted things to stay the way that they were. Um, and I'm a big fan of choice, whether it's forced choice or whatever. Um, you either get on board with us or there's other communities that will gladly take uh, the kind of culture that, that you want to live with, um, but we are not one of those communities, and so we invite them to leave. Um, and, and honestly, once you really start developing this culture, it gets very uncomfortable for those folks that are not part of the culture, and they tend to leave on their own. Okay. How do you sustain this going forward? Do you have uh, regular ongoing uh, processes or meetings uh, to, to keep this moving? So our culture is actually ingrained in everything that we do. Um, when you get on our website, you'll see our culture there. If you apply for a position here, um, our culture is interwoven through the application process. Um, so when you interview, uh, we speak to you at that time about our culture. Um, when you get an evaluation, the whole first part of our evaluation process is strictly culture. Um, so it's, you know, how are you interacting with your team members? How are you interacting with our residents? How are you displaying core values? Um, we coach to the culture. And so if someone has to be put on a performance improvement plan, oftentimes it involves culture violations. Um, and so since it's, it, I mean, it is literally in the fabric of who we are, um, there's really not a time or an opportunity that culture isn't a part of our day. Okay. If other leading age members are interested in doing something like you did, what would you tell them about getting started? Um, it is hard work. Um, and so if you don't have the support of your board, it's probably not going to go. And if you don't have the support of your team and they don't see the benefit of doing something like this, they'll sit in a meeting and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they'll go out and go, okay, she's crazy. And I don't know why we're doing this, but you know, just do it while she's here. And you know, we won't worry about it when she's gone. So you have to have buy-in from your team. And I would also um, su strongly suggest that that culture starts uh, from your frontline team members. And so it's not a dictatorship from the top down. It's a development of how do we want to live as a community um, where really titles don't matter. You are a human being, therefore you matter to me. And let's do this together. Because at the end of the day, we're all here to provide excellent care to our residents. Thank you, Deb, for speaking with Leading Aids today. And thanks for listening to another Workforce Chat. Please find our latest content at leadingage.org.